Welcome to You News, the podcast using the power of Univision to bring the news that matters to you in English. Today is Friday, January 22nd. I'm Andrea Linares. These are today's headlines. President Joe Biden wasting no time in office, continuing with new executive orders and pushing for massive economic relief. The coronavirus pandemic, his top priority during this first week in office. Meanwhile, a slight improvement in the nation's battle against the coronavirus. Experts hoping the number of hospitalizations and deaths has peaked as the new administration promises 100 million vaccines in 100 days. And just weeks after he encouraged his supporters to storm the United States Capitol building, there are new developments in the upcoming Senate impeachment trial of former President Donald Trump. This and much more today on U News, transmitting live from our newsroom in Miami. President Joe Biden has been busy at work signing several executive orders, many of them aimed at combating the coronavirus pandemic. And today he will also address the economic crisis and his administration's plans to help struggling families across the country. President Joe Biden wasting no time on his first full day in office, signing at least 10 executive actions to try to get the pandemic under control. Our national plan launches a full-scale wartime effort to address the supply shortages by ramping up production and protective equipment, syringes, needles, you name it. Other executive actions require international travelers to the U.S. to receive a negative COVID test and masks must be worn at airports and for interstate travel. The president has promised 100 million vaccinations in his first 100 days. But this was his reaction when a reporter asked if he should be aiming higher. Is that high or higher than basically where the U.S. is right now? When I announced it, you all said it's not possible. Come on, give me a break, man. That's a good start. 100 million. Thank you. Dr. Anthony Fauci calling the president's goal reasonable, with the aim now to try to get most Americans vaccinated by the middle of the year. I believe by the time we get to the fall, we will be approaching a degree of normality. To achieve that degree of normality, Dr. Fauci says 70 to 85 percent of Americans would need to be vaccinated. Fauci also addressing being back in the briefing room with a new administration. The idea that you can get up here and talk about what you know, what the evidence, what the science is, and know that's it. Let the science speak. It is somewhat of a liberating feeling. A key to Biden's strategy is more funding for vaccine distribution, which is part of his proposed $1.9 trillion COVID relief package. But that proposal comes with a hefty price tag, something that could be a tough sell in Congress. This crisis is dire uh, and it requires uh, immediate action. And we hope and expect uh, members of both parties to work together to do that. Biden's Treasury Secretary nominee Janet Yellen says now is the time to act. The smartest thing we can do is act big. In the long run, I believe the benefits will far outweigh the costs, especially if we care about helping people who have been struggling for a very long time. But Republicans are criticizing Biden's actions, including his decision to revoke the permit for the Keystone XL pipeline, which will cost thousands of jobs. I was disappointed to see within hours of Assuming office, the new administration was more interested in helping illegal immigrants than helping our own citizens. 
more interested in virtue signals to the climate activists than supporting the union workers who were building the Keystone Pipeline. Today, President Biden is expected to turn his focus on the economic crisis. One, to help people who are unemployed or struggling to buy food. The second executive order, to protect federal workers and contractors, requiring a $15 minimum wage and provide emergency paid leave. The latest weekly jobs data shows 900,000 Americans filed first-time claims for unemployment benefits last week, and more than 15 million people are currently collecting some form of jobless aid. And amongst a flurry of executive orders from President Biden, a new push for arms control. According to the Washington Post, the new commander-in-chief will seek to extend the new START arms control treaty with Russia for five years. Biden's Secretary of State nominee, Anthony Blinken, told Congress the administration would seek to extend the key nuclear treaty that expired February 5th. The Kremlin on Wednesday said it would welcome this extension. And some late-breaking news to report. Lloyd Austin, a retired four-star Army general, has been confirmed by the Senate, making him the first black Secretary of Defense in U.S. history. The Senate approved President Biden's nomination for Pentagon chief in a near-unanimous 93-2 vote. Austin's nomination was approved despite concerns raised on both sides of the aisle that he hadn't been out of uniform for the legally mandated seven-year period. And now to the latest on the Senate impeachment trial of former President Donald Trump. He was charged by the House with inciting an insurrection on Capitol Hill. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announcing today that single article of impeachment will be introduced to the Senate on Monday. Edwin Pitti has the latest details from Washington, D.C. Edwin. Andrea, Joe Biden might be the new president of the United States, but the political future of former President Donald Trump continues to be the focal point on Capitol Hill. Members of Congress, especially Democrats, refusing to walk away from holding Trump accountable for what happened on January 6th, but the timeline could be the beginning of a new political battle. The new Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer announcing that the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, will send the article of impeachment to the Senate on Monday, launching the start of Trump's trial on a charge of incitement of insurrection over the deadly Capitol riot. Take a listen. The Senate will also conduct a second impeachment trial for Donald Trump. I've been speaking to the Republican leader about the timing and duration of the trial, but make no mistake, a trial will be held in the United States Senate, and there will be a vote on whether to convict the President. I have spoken to Speaker Pelosi, who informed me that the articles will be delivered to the Senate on Monday. Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell was proposing pushing the start of the trial to mid-February to give Trump more time to prepare and review his case. But with the article being sent to the Senate on Monday, the trial could start taking shape on Tuesday, and as soon as next week, arguments could be presented. Trump, meanwhile, is preparing his defense team, hiring South Carolina attorney Butch Bauer, lawyers that defended him in his first impeachment trial, Pat Cipollone, Alan Dershowitz, and Rudy Giuliani, won't be joining him this time. Also, Republicans fear that the trial won't be fair. Take a listen. Senate Republicans strongly believe we need a full and fair process where the former president can mount a defense and the Senate can properly consider the factual, legal, and constitutional questions at stake. 
McConnell is also pushing to preserve the 60-vote legislative filibuster as a part of a power-sharing agreement, but Senate Democrats have rejected the proposal. Democrats are seeking to prevent a minority of senators from derailing the approval of legislation such as Biden's $1.9 trillion coronavirus rescue package. Live in Washington, D.C., Andrea, back to you. Of developing details. Of course, we will continue to follow them in the coming days. Thanks so much, Edwin Piti, reporting from Washington, D.C. In the aftermath of the Capitol Hill insurrection, seven Senate Democrats have filed an ethics complaint against Republican Senators Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz. They are calling for the Ethics Committee to investigate the two GOP senators for their actions leading up to the storming of the Capitol building by supporters of Donald Trump. Hawley and Cruz also objected to the Electoral College votes certifying the election of Joe Biden. The Democrats want to see how that may have contributed to inciting the violence. They also want the committee to investigate whether the two senators or members of their offices were in contact with organizers of the rally, knew about the plans for it, or received funding from organizations that also funded that rally. And Capitol Police are investigating after a congressman allegedly attempted to bring a gun onto the House floor. A Capitol official says GOP Representative Andy Harris of Maryland set off a metal detector outside the House floor on Thursday. The reason? He was carrying a concealed weapon. Harris was sent away and reportedly asked fellow Republican Representative John Katko to hold his weapon, but Katko refused, saying he didn't have a license. Moments later, Harris Harris returned and went through that metal detector with no issue. The metal detectors were installed last week after the January 6th insurrection. National Guard troops were allowed back into the Capitol to rest after being asked to move on Thursday. That request to vacate meant that some were sent to a freezing cold parking garage, officials said. Senators, including Tammy Duckworth of Illinois, expressed outrage Thursday evening after Politico reported that Capitol Police had asked the troops to move their rest area, and some ended up in that garage. The National Guard Bureau had said the troop relocation was temporary because Congress is currently in session. And turning now to immigration, a series of major changes are coming as the Biden administration tries to make good on a number of campaign promises. The first one, issuing new guidelines to the Department of Homeland Security to pause certain deportations. Jaime Garcia brings us the details from Los Angeles. Without wasting any time, President Joe Biden began dismantling the anti-immigrant policies that were put in place over the last four years. Another pause for 100 days of the deportation of some immigrants facing final orders of removal. They are mainly individuals with deportation cases in court that have their last hearing in the next 100 days, or they may have pending cases at the appellant immigration court. For Elvin Gutierrez, who have a deportation order, the post barely made it on time. Today I have my deportation hearing, and thanks to the president, it was canceled. The order specifies that during the 100-day pause, the deportation will continue for foreigners engaged in terrorism or that possess a danger to the national security. Also for those that were not physically present in the United States before November 1st, 2020, or those who had voluntarily agreed to waive any right to remain in the United States.
Immigrant advocates warn that the post is only for removals and do not stop border patrol or ICE agents from arrest or detain suspects. The temporary suspension of deportation is giving a new hope to reopen their cases to immigrants like Juan Enriquez. In 1996, I was given a deportation order because I use a public donor that make a bad immigration petition for me. This day of deportation is to allow the review of policies and practices in all the federal immigration agencies that enforce immigration laws. He asked all the government agencies to evaluate, to analyze the orders that they have right now to remove those individuals so that they can give immigration agents the right direction again that will help a lot of immigrants in the community. In Los Angeles, Jaime Garcia, U News. Joining me now to discuss Biden's immigration agenda is Tom Javits. He's the vice president of immigration policy at the Center for American Progress. Thanks so much for being here today, Tom. Happy Friday. Welcome. Thank you so much. On his first day in office, President Biden signed a series of executive actions reversing course on immigration, among them, as we just reported, pausing border wall construction and strengthening DACA. What was your reaction to Biden's first actions on this subject, on immigration? I mean, my reaction was a great sigh of relief, um, and I feel like it sent a, an incredible signal to the country and to the world that things were going to change when it comes to immigration policy. Um, you know, President Biden ran his campaign saying he was going to be fighting for the soul of America. And to me, as a person who's been working in the immigration space for two decades, um, I can't think of in any way that America lost its way in a more fundamental way than in the treatment of immigrants and asylum seekers. And so to me, regaining the soul of America, rebuilding, you know, you know uh, protecting the soul of America really does you know, begin at making right uh, on its commitment to immigrants and uh, asylum seekers. Biden also revoked Trump's executive order making all undocumented immigrants a priority for arrest by ICE just for being in the country. How significant is this for immigration advocates? It's an, it's an incredible, well, for, for immigration advocates, obviously, it's a, it's a huge victory. Um, but it's really important. I mean, what President Trump did during his first week in office was tear up the old enforcement priorities, which set uh, sensible priorities for how limited resources should be used, and basically said, everyone is a priority. And if everyone's a priority, no one's a priority. And so the end result of that was significant fear throughout you know, immigrant communities and mixed status families around the country, pervasive fear over four years. We had the head of ICE testify before Congress that every immigrant in the country who uh, is without status should feel fear, should look over their shoulders at all times. What President Biden's executive order said and what the acting Homeland Security Secretary's memorandum creating the moratorium and the new priorities said is that we're not going to continue from this moment on with that kind of approach to enforcement. We're going to pause. We're going to reflect on what the real interests of the American public are, and we're going to design a more sensible and humane approach to immigration enforcement. And I think that's, you know, the work begins now, obviously, in making sure that we shape what that will look like. But, you know, once again, it is a new day in America. Now, President Biden will be support, but this is what Republican House Minority Leader Kevin McCarthy said about Biden's executive orders on immigration. Let's go ahead and listen to that. I was disappointed to see within hours of assuming office, the new administration was more interested in helping illegal immigrants than helping our own citizens. 
Now, how likely is Biden going to be able to pass comprehensive immigration reform and pathway to citizenship for millions of undocumented in this country? Well, you know, one thing that I'm extremely heartened by, to be honest, is that we are not lacking for champions in Congress today. Um, on the House side, in the Senate side, uh, whether it's looking at the new Congressional Hispanic Caucus chair, uh, Mr. Ruiz, it's looking at the outgoing chair, Joaquin Castro, or the new Senate for Senator from California, Padilla, um, you know, we have, we have real champions stepping up. Uh, Senator Durbin, longtime champion from the DREAM Act, now holds the gavel as the chairman of the Judiciary Committee. Um, you know, there are a lot of opportunities for legislative action. And so certainly we saw the president's day one bill that has already been planned for introduction by Senator Menendez in the Senate and Congressman uh, Sanchez in the House. That's going to be an important opportunity to plant the flag in the ground and see if we can organize some energy around that. You've got legislation that passed in the last Congress, the Dream and Promise Act that would extend a path to citizenship for uh, dreamers and for uh, TPS holders in the country. The Farm Workforce Modernization Act that would provide a path to citizenship for undocumented farm workers and establish a more reasonable pathway going forward for future farm labor. Um, both those bills passed with extremely strong bipartisan support. They can pass the House once again. And then there's an, another conversation. The country has realized in this pandemic that millions of undocumented immigrants, five million in the workforce, are playing roles that the government itself recognizes as being essential to the critical infrastructure of the country. And so as the country is putting down, you know, as the Congress is putting in work to figure out how to pass a coronavirus uh, pandemic relief and economic recovery bill, I think it's imperative that they think about the role of legalization and helping to unlock the potential of that recovery legislation. Now, just one last question for you on the subject. Biden is also proposing removing the word alien from U.S. immigration laws and replacing it with the term non-citizen. Now, how significant is this? You know, the words of a president matter. I think we learned a lot of lessons during the, the Trump administration, and one of them is that the words of the president matter. And so um, it's not even just removing that term from, from uh, U.S. law, but removing that term, uh, having the president be the one who's leading on that, I think makes a difference. And frankly, even before, I think you're, you're actually seeing this in terms of just as the president has led us to a proposal, but is also leaning in on executive action, uh, even though his proposal would uh, remove the term from the Immigration Nationality Act, the executive orders and executive actions that were issued similarly uh, did not use the term alien, as I, as, I, as, I, as I looked at them at least. And so I think he's already leading by example, and I think it is going to be an important signal uh, to share, to recognize everyone's shared humanity. Well, thank you so much for your time. Tom Javits of the Center for American Progress. Take care. Have a great weekend. Thank you, too. Thank you. More of you news after this short break. Imagine a daily newscast that speaks to you about your world in plain English. Each weekday, we partner with Hispanic America's most trusted news source to bring you the stories from home and abroad that matter to you. The Senate will turn itself into a courtroom. The private border fence is being installed. A police officer and three people were killed inside a Jewish supermarket in Jersey City. You News covers the news of your world and makes it easy to understand. Your world, your news. You News on Fusion. Welcome back to You News.
and welcome back to you news u.s coronavirus cases and hospitalizations continue to trend downward but health officials are warning new variants could threaten any progress asking americans to increase preventative measures meanwhile the cdc now recommending six weeks between the first and second doses of the coronavirus vaccine to stretch out the current supply lorraine gossett has all the latest details Nationally average new case counts keep falling for now, rising in just one state, Virginia, and hospitalizations consistently dropping for the past 10 days. Good news if we can keep the spread of new variants under control. There's a possibility that with the variants here, we may have a dominance of those strains that tend to transmit more efficiently. The best thing you can do about that is to continue to uniformly adhere to the public health recommendations that we've spoken about time and again. Experts now warning it's time to increase preventative measures, more hand washing, more social distancing, and even recommending upgrading masks to medical grade. Another thing you can do is if you have a disposable mask, um, one of these surgical masks, you can put that mask on and then a cloth mask on top of it. Meanwhile, Americans becoming more willing to get the vaccine. A new CNN SSRS poll finding twice as more people plan to get vaccinated now in comparison to October. But with the country struggling to keep up with demand, getting most people vaccinated can easily take more than a year at the current pace. New York City expecting to burn through its supply by the end of the week. Mayor Bill de Blasio now asking the federal government for permission to use second doses as first doses. We need more vaccine and we need it now. Operation Warp Speed is now enhancing supply kits so that each Pfizer vaccine vial can yield six doses instead of five. This has reports surfaced that some states aren't recording how many unused or spoiled doses they're wasting, figures they are required to report to the CDC. And Dr. Fauci says it probably won't make a big difference if people wait six weeks, up to six weeks, to get the second dose of the vaccine. This after the CDC yesterday changed its guidelines to extend the period between the first dose and the second dose. It's important to clarify that pharmaceutical companies uh, recommended it be within three weeks, 21 days for Pfizer, 28 days for Moderna. Meanwhile, Fauci is also saying that Johnson & Johnson may be ready to file for an emergency use authorizations for its one-dose vaccine as soon as two weeks from now. Uh, Johnson & Johnson says that if it does get FDA approval, it will be ready to ship 100 million doses by April. Andrea, back to you. Thank you, Lorraine, for all those details. Meanwhile, in Chicago, the teachers' union is one step closer to a strike after a disagreement on a safe reopening plan for the city school district. Public school teachers and students are set to return to classrooms February 1st. But the union has been saying for weeks the Chicago public school's reopening plan is not safe. Teachers have said many school buildings aren't being sufficiently cleaned and disinfected, don't have sufficient PPE or cleaning supplies, and don't have proper ventilation. Thanks for listening to You News, the podcast. Don't forget to follow You News on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you haven't yet, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review. And join us tomorrow for a new episode. Until then.